What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V, and I'm back at it with some request episodes here. Um, we're going to do some film breakdowns of some seniors that we haven't quite gotten to. We've talked about a lot, probably in the fall, about a lot of these players, but we just have not been able to get to a film breakdown about their game either uh, just because we haven't gone to it in request or they just barely missed out on our honorable mentions for our top five seniors list which is the case for a number of these players here but you know what let's go ahead and hop into this and start this talented episode by talking about jace bella the 511 175 pound quarterback safety cornerback from Pueblo South High School now. He is committed to Colorado State CSU. And so congrats to him for his commitment there. And I believe he is going to be used as a DB now. Whether I know if he's playing corner or safety. Honestly, I do not know. And so I'm actually going to go ahead and evaluate him as a safety. Because that's what he played mostly this year. And he played a little bit of it in the past couple years as well. Now, you know, before... I evaluate him. I do want to say that he did play quarterback for Pueblo South, and he was pretty good. You know, this last season, uh, he, he definitely went through some injuries, but still threw for 1,148 yards, threw 10 touchdowns, to only two picks. Also ran 72 times for 588 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. And so those are his offensive stats. Obviously, he's contributing defensively you know i don't know why it doesn't list how many tackles he had on the season but did have three interceptions you know one of those was a pick six and also forced four or sorry he recovered four fumbles but i know he forced some as well i'm sure he did uh as he is a pretty tough hitter out there and so there you go those are his stats for the season on his career you know he has gotten playing time on varsity since he was a freshman um really since he was a sophomore his freshman year you know he had a couple of snaps nothing too crazy there but he has been playing since he was a sophomore here on varsity uh on the on his career I mean, let's start with the offensive stats here. 2,002 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, you know, averaging about 80 passing yards a game. Uh, he also has had about eight inter interceptions, I want to say. Yeah, eight interceptions on defense, you know, uh, including, you know, some very, very good performances uh, these past couple years where he's had uh, three interceptions this year, four interceptions the previous year, and then his sophomore year, he had seven interceptions. So it should be more than eight. That might be eight uh, picks that he has some, but he had seven picks his uh, sophomore year, which is really good. And it was against some very good teams like Erie, Lutheran, all of those squads there and so you know he's he's had a pretty good career he's had a pretty good career here you know the last two years uh kind of hurt him because of injuries the senior year and then last year it was a pandemic year so uh, he had maybe half the games he would have had in a normal regular season and so there you go you got to keep all that in mind when talking about stats especially 
when talking about stats from these last four years. But let's go ahead and talk about the things that he does really well. So his highest rating on uh, this rubric here. And by the way, when we evaluate each player, we have 10 categories. We give them a rating 1 to 10. And so just for reference here, uh, 6 to 7 is about average to above average. You know, uh, 8 to 9. That's a pretty uh, wide scale there. But 8 to 9 is basically a 3-star to 4-star rating. You know, that's above average uh, or really good to, uh, um, you know, just above great, you know. Or, sorry, just below grade. So, good to really good on that 8 to 9 scale there. Think 3-star, 4-star in that range. And then 9 to 10, like early 9s, that's like, you know, easily a 4-star, 5-star type of talent in that rating, you know. Uh, and then, you know, if you're closer to a 10, then you're like a 5-star, right? And we don't give many of those out here. But for Jace Bella, I gave him a 9.3 when it came to hit power. I think it's he, he's one of the hardest hitters, you know, in the entire country for sure. And at this frame, at 5'11", 175, he packs a pretty tough punch. And not just, you know, every now and then he'll catch somebody off guard, but he consistently hits hard. He's a physical football player, no doubt about that. And so at a 9.3, I think that's about on par with a lot of four stars around the country at his position. You know, honestly, just watching him hit is special. He could straight up hammer players over and over again. You know, he's very consistent with this. He's just a physical football player. That is his brand of football. So absolutely love to see that. His next highest rating was his run defendability. I actually gave him a 9 here. He just does a really good job playing the run. I think this is definitely a huge strength of his game, a huge part of his game here. He takes some pride in coming up and stopping the run. You know, we saw him at corner and safety doing this. And, you know, for a DB to do that, you know, that's big time. And, you know, he's just very smart. He fills his gaps well. You know, he strings out plays well. And so, honestly, I'm just not super concerned about this ability here like there's really not too much you could do to get better with this run defendability i think it's just very very top tier here um would like to see him wrap up a little bit more you know i think there are times he goes for the big hit rather than wrapping up and making a good form tackle but other than that, you know, uh, that's just being real nitpicky, and that's more of a consistent, like, I just want to see him be more consistent wrapping up, and that's never a bad thing, so, so yeah. After that, the next high, the I guess the next two highest ratings here that I have for him, uh, before I talk about some errors of improvement, so this is top end speed, his 40 is listed at a 4 five nine i think it might even be a little bit faster probably in that four five you know early four six range but i could really see mid four fives low four fives not quite four four but four five is a pretty good spot to be in and so for that i gave him an 8.8 .8 speed rating i think that's a very very solid and then for his zone coverage ability i actually gave him an 8.7 i think he plays his zone very well you know he'll bait quarterbacks into throwing into the zone uh um, and either light up the receiver or intercept the ball and so we see that quite a bit and then just in general you know he does a good job picking up players that come into his zone and he knows what he's doing for sure you could see that on the film and so he's just a very very disciplined player in his zone love to see that now let me talk about some of his lower ratings here. Some of the things, honestly, I think I could improve on. Now, I gave him a 6 when it came to block shedding ability. Honestly, I just didn't really see him block shed a whole ton. 
uh, when looking through his film. You know, m most of the time he's speeding around, a or a, a blocker, not a defender, but most of the time he's speeding around a blocker and just getting to the ball carrier. He takes really good angles, and so I gotta give him that. You know, and so most of the time he doesn't go and like, you know, engage a blocker. And so um, this is a little bit more of a default rating, but I know he's strong enough to block shed and whatnot. I just want to see a little bit more of that. Use I, I want to see him use his hands, you know, get extensions and, uh, you know, just block shed. Right, and so I'm sure there are games where he does do this, but you know, just a lot of the time, I just see him. I mean, he's just taking really good angles, and he's shooting up in there, and he's uh, just getting to the ball carrier before anybody could get their hands on him. On the next level, he's for sure gonna have to make some sort of contact with blockers. I mean, you know, it's uh, faster to go straight through somebody than to go around somebody, and so I just want to see a little bit more of that. And so, out of six, that's not even that bad. You know, it could be better. After that, his next lowest rating is at a 6.4 when it comes to man coverage ability. A part of this is because I just didn't see him in man-to-man -man a lot. Even when looking through all of his film, you know, um, when he was in man-to-man, -man, the routes were pretty predictable. It wasn't like, you know, anything crazy like a sluggo or a post corner or something like that. It, it was pretty predictable routes. Like, it was either a nine route or a curl or something like that. And so, honestly, it, my default rating usually is around a 5. I'm giving him a 6.4 because I did see him cover still. And I think he's athletic enough where on this level, on the high school level, his athleticism will bail him out of some situations where he has to play man-to-man because -man he has such a good recovery speed. And so, honestly, I'd, like, I'd just be interested to see how he defends against the entire route tree just as a man-to-man -man DB. You know, and so if coach asks him to be, um, you know, kind of a spy on receiver, uh, say, hey, can you go ahead and cover this tight end running back receiver? And the, uh, those players are running the route tree. I wonder how well he does. I really want to see him defend against the whole route tree. And, um, you know, just do a really good job there. Now, I will acknowledge he does do a really good job in man-to-man -man against deep plays. Part of that is because he has such good uh, recovery speed. And so, you know, his speed helps him catch up on some of these longer developing plays and make a play on the ball. And so, I mean, I am going to acknowledge that. But like I said, I just want to see him against the entire route tree. You know, against receivers running the entire route tree. So, we will see there. And then... Last but not least, uh, the next lowest rating was a 6.5. I gave that to his height and frame. <sighs> He's at 5'11", 170, 175. Now, it's not bad at all as far as talking about just pure frame and height goes. But we do take, uh, in factor, durability when it comes to talking about height and frame. This is kind of where we talk about durability here. And, you know, some injuries from this year, not playing a full junior year. There's definitely some concerns, I would say, about his durability, if anything. I would probably like to see him put on a little bit more weight. I know he's a hard hitter and all that, and uh, all that great stuff. And, you know, he's a really good athlete, but, I mean, just looking at his frame, I think he could definitely put on a little bit more weight here so that his body can hold up on the next level because there's a lot of wear and tear when you're a hard hitter. You know, especially when you're a hard hitter in a smaller frame. And so, 
it hits different when you are hitting on the D1 level, which is what he will be doing and whatnot, uh, playing for CSU. And so I would like to see him put on a little bit more muscle. I really kind of want to see him at the 200 pound playing weight range i think as a coach i'd feel comfortable if he was there uh if he's playing safety uh and you know just being real physical and making all those tackles just because i feel like having a little bit extra padding is never a bad thing if he plays corner i think 180 is uh, just a fine weight there but still you know i i am a little concerned about his durability and his hiding frame, not gonna lie. And so that's why it's here at a 6.5. Not horrible, it's still about average. But there are definitely some minor injury concerns to keep in mind if you are a coach. Alright, now let me talk about some of the other ratings I have not talked about yet. Not horrible, not bad, but kind of in the middle here. So, did give him an 8 when it came to his agility, hip fluidity. I think he has decent agility. You know, you see this when he's running and whatnot uh, as a ball carrier, but he could definitely feel better. As a DB, his uh, hips feel a little stiff at times, and uh, there are times it just doesn't get around fast enough, and so I'd like to continue to see that be improved here. It's at an 8. I think it's above average for sure, but could definitely be a little bit better. He could be a little faster in and out of breaks and change those directions a little bit smoother here. Um, as a DB, as a DB uh, is what I'm trying to say here. You know, Like I said, as a ball carrier, you know, he could definitely juke and do all that great stuff, but it's different movements, you know, obviously from going from ball carrier to db and so i just like to see him be a little bit smoother here when it comes to agility hip fluidity now i did also give him a 7.6 when it came to pass contest consistency this is just how um, you know consistent he is attacking the ball and then i gave him a 7.5 with with ball skills these kind of go hand in hand honestly i just feel like a lot of the time he's just going for the big hit instead of getting a hand on the ball instead of trying to undercut the receiver and uh, intercept accepting it i just really feel like you know there are times where he he definitely wants to bang he definitely wants to hit and that's not a bad thing but when it gets in the way of making the bigger play the better play and i'm talking about turnovers interceptions uh stopping the play altogether because on the next level you know there's going to be bigger receivers who are used to taking these hits who may even love taking some hard hits and so you really got to be disciplined attacking this ball here man you know just really attacking those arms hitting those hands and just being aggressive and ripping at it and so i want to see that uh, more on a consistent basis i just want to see him consistently attack the ball here and so that's why he's at a 7.6 for pass contest consistency and then ball skills he's at around a 7.5 um and just to talk about ball skills a little bit more here you could definitely catch it you know, uh, I do kind of question his ability to catch like jump balls or, you know, contested passes as well. Because there are times where, you know, he kind of uses his body to catch the ball. You know, there are times. And so I just like to see him continue to work on his hand strength uh, and whatnot. I know he does have a little bit of that ability. I just feel like just looking at this uh, film from last year and his junior year film, I just didn't see that quite enough here and so i just like to see him continue to develop those hands you know and work on catching from different angles as well especially through contact you know catching through contact is going to be a big thing for him i feel there so uh so there you go now i don't think there's anything else 
yeah, I don't think there was anything else I had uh, uh, written down here. I think that was all the categories. And so, altogether, you know, his overall grade is at a 77.8 just outside our top five senior list here. You know, I think I, I, I think he is somebody that should have made our honorable mention list. I'm not sure if he did or not. Uh, he, I... I feel like he was listed at cornerback and so he might have uh, mentioned him at cornerback instead of safety and so I mean you know I already addressed of that he might play uh, both on the next level he might play corner on the next level as well so there you go but in general I think he's a good athlete you know I think he's a good athlete he's he's fast enough you know he could hit he loves to come up and defend the run you know he could obviously cover because of his athleticism I just think a little bit of an injury-plagued senior season, missing a solid amount of games, definitely hurt his recruiting a little bit. And altogether, you know, like I said, he's a hard-hitting safety who does well in zone. You know, watching him play zone, he does a nice job of locking up his area. And, you know, he's not confused by a couple different route concepts thrown at him, so that's a good thing. Uh, but honestly, for him to really advance his game, I want to see him put on a little bit of weight and show that he could carry that weight well, um, you know, carry that playing weight well, and not just put it on just to put it on. And so we'll see about that, you know, and then in addition, I just want to see him do a little bit more man-to-man, -man, you know, uh, like I said, attack uh, attack those passes, attack those hands a little bit better here. But altogether, I do think he's a good athlete, did go kind of under the radar because of some injuries, you know, and I think some coaches were trying to figure out where he would fit as an athlete on their team but CSU has figured that out or at least it looks like they have some sort of idea uh, there as he will be going there like I said playing for uh, CSU up in Fort Collins and whatnot and I think he's going to contribute pretty well there honestly I, I am interested in seeing how well he holds up on the next level as far as injuries go and whatnot but honestly I just wish him um, the healthiest college career you know that's all we can wish for when it comes to some of these things as you know football is football some things do happen and so there you go there but all together just a very good all-around athlete in Jay Spello who did it all for the Spello South team he was a very good defender but honestly as a quarterback you know if he had a couple more years playing quarterback Back, he might have been the next level quarterback you know just looking at you know his speed and some of his uh throws his arm power here you know if he had a couple more years at quarterback i definitely could have seen him as potentially next level quarterback but made the right decision here you know and i believe he is going to play db on this next level for csu and i think that's a very good fit for him uh i think he could definitely contribute on special teams here a little bit as well which might help him get on the field sooner rather than later but there you go that is the jace bella film breakdown all right now the next player i want to talk about here is another speedster and that is eden's senior running back the 5 760 pound running back at least that's what's listed here uh well sorry 5 8 155 pound running back uh that's the most recent list i have here but i'm talking about ethan flores from eden high school played running back for them was part of um, two of their championship teams uh, real quick, let me talk about some stats here. Last year, his junior year, uh, was when, you know, he really took on a pretty big load here. Uh, his sophomore year, he contributed as well. I'll, let me start there, actually. His sophomore year, played in nine games, had 42 carries, 382 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. So, very productive as a sophomore. 
as a junior, took on a little bit of a bigger role at running back in eight games. He had 616 carries, 83 carries, so about double what he had from his junior, or sorry, from his sophomore year, and then had 11 touchdowns. Then this last year, this was really the first full season he played in. You know, he played in all these games here, but played in 12 games, 136 carries, 953 rushing yards, and nine rushing touchdowns. He also played on defense uh, his junior and uh, senior year. It looks like he had a pretty, you know, pr pretty significant contribution to this uh, tough Eden defense. But his junior year had 62 tackles, three tackles for losses. That's pretty solid. His senior year was used a lot on defense, had 91 tackles here and five tackles for losses. Uh, so just doing a really good job there. Also had two interceptions as a senior playing DB cornerback for um, a very good Eden squad here. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the things he does really well here. Some of his highest ratings, like I said, um, we have 10 categories, you know, obviously tailored to running back. Uh, I think that's kind of where I see him playing on the next level if he does choose to play on the next level. And so we have 10 categories, ratings 1 through 10. Uh, if you want to hear, um, you know, a deeper breakdown of how we do this, go ahead and listen to that first segment with Jace Bella. But let's go ahead and hop into this. The highest rating I gave him was an actual actually an 8.8 .8 when it came to his agility and change of direction he just has great agility and just a good ability to make people miss he's shifty you know and that makes him very dangerous in space you know uh there's not a lot of film out there not a lot of huddle film and i wish there was because if there was a little highlight reel for him you'll see just how many times he just shakes people out in the open field and finds openings now i was able to go to like five or six it feels like eating games so i've seen him play plenty in person and so these are my notes from seeing him play in person so i'm just gonna throw that out there before i continue but uh definitely just very good agility here you know he's somebody that is for like just real shifty you know and that's a good thing being kind of shorter running back you can make people miss you know you can definitely make people miss now the next highest rating here uh, is a tie between two of these i gave him an 8.7 for speed and footwork 8.7 for footwork i said here uh you know he just has really good footwork that allows him to make a lot of sharp cuts and just be an agile ball carrier you know this is definitely a plus to his game now honestly if it wasn't for the great footwork here he wouldn't have great agility i think that footwork is really the base of all that in my opinion and so it's no surprise that his footwork and agility ratings are very close and pretty high and so uh, i really just liked uh, his footwork in general not only is it uh fast and quick but it's precise you know it's a very very precise uh, very calculated when he, you know, makes his cuts and whatnot. And so uh, it's calculated because he can be with how good his footwork is. Just throwing that out there. And then uh, speed, I put it at an 8.7. Now, I do not have a 40-yard dash. But I do have some track times, you know. And so uh, his best 100-meter track time was a 11.47 seconds, which is pretty good. You know, um, well, I guess his best uh, 100 meter track time is actually 11.41 seconds. But on, I believe this is April 25th. So this was last week. He ran 11.47. And then uh, on the 15th of April, he ran an 
11.41. So he's in that 11.41 to, you know, 11.5 range. I would say I think that is pretty fair here, you know, and so that's pretty good to compare Jace Bella, you know, I, I pulled up his track stats as well, but, you know, his best at 100 meter was 11.75, and Jace Bella ran a 4.59, and I even think he might be a little bit faster than that, honestly, and so... You know, that's it could be a little debatable. I'm sure there's a little bit of a you know training that goes into it. You know, Flores might be a little bit more focused on training as a track guy. Bella, you know, he is a little bit more focused uh, on football, as that's what he for sure will be playing on the next level. And so, I went ahead and gave Ethan Flores an 8.7. I think his top end speed is pretty good here. Uh, I he's probably in that four five, maybe four six range. There are definitely times though where he is caught from behind you know i'm not gonna lie when he hits that open space there are definitely a couple of times where he is caught from behind i want to say one of those times it was caden donovan the safety from sevens that caught him from behind but caden donovan is a pretty fast guy he runs about a four six so it's not like the biggest surprise in the world but you know for somebody who is a smaller back you know you you would kind of wish he was in that four five four four range ideally to play on like the D1 FCS level, but I think still being at you know that four five maybe four six range, just a step below, you know that's that's definitely enough for him to play football on the next level if he chooses to. So there you go, you know still very good speed. It still gave him an eight point seven. I think he's about a three star type of type of running back when it comes to speed, uh, just pure speed. So so yeah. Alright, now let's go ahead and talk about some of his lower ratings here. Uh, the lowest rating I actually gave him was a 5 when it comes to blocking. Now, here's the thing. I gave him a 5 when it comes to blocking. 5, like I said, is usually my default grade when I don't see a lot of blocking in general. But I did see him block quite a bit, you know. Um, maybe not quite a bit, but a solid amount of times, you know. Uh, still, still a little rare, though. He is a willing hitter. I'll give him that. You know, he's a very willing hitter. He's somebody who is not afraid to get physical with you as a running back. And, you know, for somebody of that size, you know, that's definitely admirable. But just because you're a willing hitter doesn't make you the greatest blocker in the world. In general, he's a smaller back. And so, you know, because of his lack of weight and strength, I think that kind of holds him back a little bit. And so on this level, like on the high school level, and got to keep in mind, it's a 2A level as well. At best, he will act as an obstacle. You know, sometimes he will, you know, go ahead and buy his quarterback an extra second or so. But he's not stonewalling anybody when he's... You know, when he's blocking somebody. I, I just don't think that's something he does a lot. When I did see him block. And on the next level, I don't necessarily see him as somebody that you could trust as a blocker. Um, because part of it is because he should also be out there as a receiver. He should be a receiving option. And so, to use him as a blocker would probably be a mistake. Just because he's not the biggest guy. You know, if you want to have a running back who could block... You know, just recruit a bigger dude in general, and I'm sure you could you could coach them up. But I think he's definitely more of uh, you know one of those guys that you'd rather have going out for a pass than you know buying extra time for a pass. And so for that, he's out of five. You know, he's definitely somebody who's willing to hit. You know, no no doubt about that. You could hit, you know, but I wouldn't necessarily count on him to continuously block somebody well throughout a game. 
Um, I personally would think that's probably a waste of his talent. So there you go. Now, the next lowest rating is a 5.7. I gave that... Um, I graded him a 5.7 on his power and, ex and explosiveness. Now, he does have some pop to him. You know, he's definitely more of a speed back, but he's somebody who's not afraid to be physical. He doesn't shy away from physicality at all. You know, uh, as most Eden backs do, they don't shy away from that, you know. Um, but there were definitely times where they were on the goal line, and he just struggled to win some one-on-one -on -one matchups where, you know, it's him versus a linebacker, and he just doesn't have enough juice to, like, just quite truck that linebacker. You know, honestly, there's a reason why they put in, you know, Ryan Dirksen, Ryder True, or Morgan Trebet in the backfield uh, when they got into the end zone or when they got into the red zone. And it's because they're bigger backs, you know, all those guys are at 200 pounds and up. And so, you know, there were times they put in Flores, but there were definitely times at games that I went to, especially down the stretch of the season where, you know, they'd sub him out. And they go with the bigger guy here, uh, whether it's Dirksen, True, or Trebet. And so, honestly, that definitely hurts, you know, just uh, just some of his touches in general. You know, he probably could have had a couple more touchdowns if he was put in more red zone situations. But even then, you know, there were times where I just saw him struggle to win those one-on-one -on -one battles. And, you know, it, it helps that he had a very good line, you know, throughout his entire career. He has some big boys in front of him pushing, you know, that pile and opening up, opening up like, very obvious gaps to run through, you know. But I, I just wouldn't, I don't know. I, it just kind of hurts his power and explosiveness in general. You know, he's just not really a power back. Does have kind of a nice stiff arm, but I think I consider that more of a balance thing than anything. Not quite as much a power, like pure power explosiveness thing. So, there you go. And he also is 5'8", 155. I have not seen a listing where he's above 160, uh, personally. So... So yeah, so those are his two lowest ratings. Now, let me talk about some of the other things that I haven't talked about here uh, yet, but are kind of in the middle between his highest and lowest ratings. Now, vision, I gave him an 8.4. I think he has pretty solid vision. Does benefit from having a dominant line, especially on this level. That makes running up the middle easy. And, you know, he does have some good guys in Trebet, True, Dirksen, who play that fullback, leadback role. And uh, they do a good job, you know, going out and getting those blocks for him to hit those uh, outside gaps as well. And so, you know, his vision's not bad, but he definitely has help when it comes to blockers. I do think there are times where he bounces bounces uh, the, you know, the play outside a little bit too much where he could be working inside. And so for that, I think he's around a three-star, low three-star type of guy when it comes to vision in general. I'd be interested in seeing how he holds up, you know, with, with a worse line, you know, uh, going up against a better defensive competition. So... I'm kind of in the middle here about that. So this was a really hard one to grade. So there you go. Um, yeah, but keeping it going, though, did give him a 7.6 when it came to receiving. I think he's pretty dangerous with the ball in his hands. 
No, he'll get a lot of yak yardage. That's yards after catch yardage. You know, he's used on a couple of screens and some basic routes for a running back, but wasn't really throwing the ball a whole lot. Uh, just because Eden, they, they could do a couple different things, you know. They had a quarterback who could throw it to receivers, uh, you know. And so, uh, Eden, they also had receivers as well. Like multiple pass catchers. You also had these other backs like Ryder True, Morgan Trebet, Ryan Dirksen, who could also catch, but are bigger dudes as well. And so when it came to catching the ball, he wasn't exactly somebody that got it a whole ton. But when he did, he was definitely dangerous. And so I'm giving him a 7.6 because I just didn't see him run the widest variety of routes. And honestly, I wouldn't exactly be comfortable like moving him to receiver until I see more film of his route running. So, so yeah, you know, um, if I was a next level coach, I would consider uh, just because of his pure athleticism, maybe trying him at like a slot receiver uh, and whatnot. But like I said, I just haven't seen a lot of that receiving film, and so I've, I gave I gave him a pretty modest 7.6. This is still above average, so not bad at all. Um, so yeah. Uh, then moving on here, gave him an 8.44 balance and body control. I think he's a tough person to tackle because of how low he usually runs. And uh, he has shown the ability to bounce off tacklers and keep it going. You know, I think his balance kind of really brings his game together. You know, he's somebody who I would definitely call more of a speedy, shifty change of pace back. But he does have relatively good balance and body control, which makes up for his strength. You know, and so um, this also allows him to put a lot of juice on some of these stiff arms and some trucks because he's just able to get really good leverage because of where his body is and uh, how well he utilizes, you know, his balance and all that great stuff. So uh, this definitely makes him more of a, you know, a little bit more of a workhorse back at times for Eden when they wanted to use him uh, as that rather than like, a, you know, a complimentary type. So he's definitely somebody that could have been a three down back for a lot of squads so just throwing that out there and then last but not least i do have the same rating for these last two categories uh 7.5 gave him a 7.5 for tackle breaking and acceleration um when it comes to tackle breaking i think there are times when he hits open space and can make a defender or two miss uh, those are more so finesse moves but then there are also times when he's running it up the middle and he needs to break off just one tackle to break off a long run and he doesn't quite do it and so he's a little inconsistent at times when breaking tackles and so i know he has the ability to but i think his lack of just raw strength just allows him to get shoestring or arm tackled at times if he's not in the most balanced position and usually he is but when he's not and there are a couple times where he isn't you know it's pretty it's relatively easy to tackle him you know um, so there you go for that. I gave him a 7.5. This, this one could be a little bit higher probably, but I, I think this is valid for the most part, still above average. So not bad. And then for acceleration, gave him a 7.5 as well. I think it's pretty solid. Um, you could get into his top end speed pretty well, but I think you could definitely work on this, be a little bit more explosive and whatnot. You know, I like his top end speed a lot, you know, so when he does get into his top end speed, he's pretty fast, but acceleration wise, could definitely use a little bit more work. There are some times, like I said, where he didn't quite accelerate fast enough and that allowed him to get tripped up or tackled and prevented him from making some very big, you know, runs here. 
And so, there you go. Altogether, gave him a 76.3. This is a pretty good rating, honestly, for a guy that's 5'8", 155. You know, definitely a little bit more for Speedback. We, as a podcast, as evaluators of talent, are definitely harder on smaller running backs. Just because running back in general, I mean, it's a pretty... I would say it's a pretty disposable position. You know, you could put receivers at running back and they could do a lot of the same things. Look at Debo Samuel, you know, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of coaches are going towards on that next level. But Ethan Flores here, I think, is definitely somebody that, you know, adds speed to your running game. You know, and I know there are a couple colleges out there that have great power backs, have a great power game. But they need a speed guy. They need a guy who could take it out the backfield and house it. Or, you know, make a couple guys miss and be kind of more of a finesse back to put out there when you absolutely need to throw the ball. And then some of these heavier guys are kind of just, you know, they're they're just not, like, exactly fitting into the system that you want to run when you want to pass it a little bit more here. And so, I think Ethan Flores would be a great change of pace guy. Uh, I think he's probably... At best, a D2 guy. I think to be D1, you know, you have to be a little bit faster, a little bit heavier. You know, he's 5'8", 155. Uh, Might even be a little bit lighter than that, to be honest, than you. And a little bit shorter than that. And so that probably hurts him a bit. But no doubt about it, he could ball. And it wasn't like Eden, like, used the heck out of him. He had only 261 career carries, you know. Uh, so not 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 too bad, you know, not too bad at all. Relatively low for him. Eden did have a couple of running back by committees, uh, so you know that kind of helped take the load off of him. And so he has a lot of juice left in the tank. Now I looked over all his social medias, and he's really not on social media like that. Have been able to find him on Instagram and whatnot. You know, we follow us, we follow him, but uh, nothing about committing to do any sport. On the next level. And honestly I think he might be able to get a track scholarship on the next level. A track scholarship on the next level. Uh, I, I wonder how that's going for him and whatnot. I, I'm sure I could have reached out to him. But uh, altogether, you know just didn't see too much. And so as far as I'm concerned he's probably available. And so if there's any teams out there you know that are interested in a speed back. I think getting a guy like Ethan Flores who you know has pretty solid balance. Has good speed. Change of direction. Is shifty. You know. I think that'd be a good pickup. Oh and is also a willing hitter. You know. And so you could get a guy at least for special teams. I think this is a guy that a lot of colleges could potentially use. You know. Uh, use and add to their system. Either on offense or on special teams. To be completely honest with you. And uh, I mean if you're a smaller college as well. He could cover it. Like, he could play DB and do a good job. Definitely saw him play cornerback for this championship Eden team. And he did a good job, you know, uh, covering and also hitting. He's not afraid to hit at all, you know. And so, you absolutely love to see that. But there you go. That is Ethan Flores out of Eden High School. Honestly, wishing him the best of luck. I know he's a senior and whatnot. And so, we'll see where he goes, if anywhere. All right, now, speaking of about next level running backs we got dom nichols here man 
And Dom, he's a homie. He's um, definitely part of PMC fam, you know, big uh, fan of the podcast. And, you know, we were big fans of him as well. You know, we've gone to talk to him a number of times um, throughout this last year, you know, at, <laughs> at a couple Junior Buffs games and, you know, some others uh, events as well. And so Dom here, he's a real good dude. And so honestly, a little surprised that Cody did not do his film breakdown earlier. We've talked about Dom Nichols a lot and we know what kind of player he is but I guess we never just put out there you know a, a film breakdown so here it is you know let's talk about Dom Nichols here so Dom for the majority of his career played for Pomona was going to play for Vista Ridge this last uh not spring this last fall here for the 2021 season but because of you know some things with Chasa which I don't agree with and a bunch of other things that we've talked about and you know we've we've defended and uh critic critiqued pretty hard you know he was not able to play for Vista Ridge but he was able to catch the last couple of games with Pomona which he's very thankful to at least to have been able to play a little bit of his senior year and so a lot of the film that I'm going off of for this film breakdown will be from his senior year uh, highlights uh, you know and you know obviously the games that I went to because I did go to two of his games uh, of this last year with Pomona and so I'm going off of that I'm also going off of film from his junior year as well and so just kind of keep that in mind you know but uh let's let's go ahead and talk about some of his highest ratings here you know like i said 10 categories we give him a rating 1 to 10 if you want to listen to a deeper breakdown of how we do our film breakdowns go ahead and listen to that first segment of this episode uh with jay spella where i talk about it but his highest ratings were actually tied here i gave him a nine in two different categories um both of those i mean are tied kind of really close together and so I gave him a nine in footwork and agility and change of direction uh you know he just has really fast feet with precise movements you know he makes very sharp cuts and doesn't lose speed you know he has the ability to shake some defenders out of their cleats and honestly I think he has elite footwork and that's why he's so elusive you know and so that's a big part of his game now when it comes to agility change of directions I mean he has the ability to pull a couple cuts in a row off together and then string a couple of moves together on top of that without losing speed now to string a bunch of moves together without losing speed and you know still being shifty and all that stuff that requires good agility and footwork you know you can't have one without the other honestly and so you know this allows them to set up blocks really well and just reach the next level plus more on a consistent basis and so that's a really big part of his of his game and so that's why he's at a nine here now his next highest rating is an 8.9 gave him that in receiving honestly i would feel pretty comfortable putting him at receiver and you know he will be uh playing on the next level here i believe for colorado mesa and i i don't know what he's gonna play whether it's receiver running back db but i would be comfortable playing him at receiver um he has excellent ball skills has ran a variety of routes uh, some of that is thanks to watching his team full gorilla film you know which allowed him to run a ton of routes so i love to see that uh and so there you go um also was able to see his ball skills uh just watching him play safety which is a pretty good safety 
honestly. The only thing I would add on to here uh, that I would like to see him, this is just me being nitpicky, is just his releases, uh, how he goes up against press. I did watch all his Team Full Gorilla filming, so I'm sure I could watch some of that there, but, you know, in pads, I would just like to see a little bit more... Um, of these releases here see how he fends off that press how he gets separation and so that's really my only critique when it comes to him as a receiver but other than that i think he's a very good uh, receiver at running back so i absolutely love that now these next couple ratings are all kind of clumped together here and so um i'll actually talk about the the next highest rating here at 8.8. .8. That's what I gave him in two categories. And then I'll move on and talk about some things he could work on. Uh, but I'll talk about every category though. So no worries. So I did give him an 8.8 .8 in tackle breaking and acceleration. Um, in tackle breaking, he could definitely break tackles and work his way to the next level. His agility and footwork allows him to shake defenders in open space where he is the most dangerous, honestly, and he barely loses speed, like I said, when he's stringing together these cuts and moves. And so, um, and as a tackle breaker, he is very, very elusive, and he, it's not like he's a weak dude at all. He's a pretty strong guy, you know, at his size, and so he could definitely shed a couple blocks, especially when he's running and hitting that full speed. I mean, he could shed a number of blocks here. Um, or sorry, not blocks. He could definitely shed a number of tackles. That's what I meant to say. Uh, when he's hitting that full speed and he's just out in open field. So he's not like a weaker dude at all. You know, not like just a pure speed back. He definitely has a little bit of power to him. Um, so there you go. But we'll talk about that later. Now, Acceleration also gave him an 8.8. I think he gets into his top end speed uh, relatively fast here. Um, the number of times I have seen him play, I mean, they're just... I mean, they're insane, you know, like he gets into his top end speed very, very well, pretty smoothly. And honestly, there are some plays uh, on his reel where he just comes to a complete stop and then he gets to his top end speed, you know, going from zero to 100 in like a second or two and just shoots out of the hole out of nowhere. And that is definitely special. You know, look up some of these plays because there are just some plays where it comes to a complete stop and then just gets to his top end speed so quickly. And um, you love to see that. That's what makes him dangerous. You see this a little bit on um, some of his special teams plays as well. That's where you see some of this acceleration. So, so yeah. Now, let me go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement, some uh, things that I kind of have him rated a little bit lower here. Uh, his lowest rating was a 6. That was for blocking. I said he's willing to hit and block. His form could definitely use some work, but honestly, he's not asked to block a lot, and I wouldn't ask him to block a lot on the next level. You know, just because I would put him at a receiver. You know, I'd rather have him at receiver than blocking, to be honest with you. And so, with this ability to catch, I just really wouldn't worry about this too much. But for now, I think it's at a 6. Like I said, he's willing to get physical. He's willing to hit. He could definitely use a little bit more work getting those hands inside and making sure he consistently gets the leverage there. And so, blocking could definitely use a little bit of work here, but not too bad. Still a 6, though. And then after that, his next lowest rating is actually an 8. So, this is really good honestly and uh, i gave him an eight when it came to power and explosiveness he's probably not going to consistently run over somebody like if you give him the ball four um out of four times you know on the goal line i wouldn't consistently i, I wouldn't say that he consistently runs over a linebacker 
four out of four times on the goal line. You know, but at 5'11", 175, maybe a little bit bigger than that, to be honest with you. He's strong, you know, uh, for this size. He could outmuscle some players in 1v1, you know, but he could definitely put on a little bit more weight. In fact, I'd like to see him kind of get to a playing weight of about 200 pounds, which I feel like is a good spot to be at where he could still maintain his speed. Maybe even push 210, but I think 200 pounds is kind of that sweet spot. And so this is just about where his strength is, you know, and eight is not bad. That's above average for sure. That's a three-star rating at least, you know, low three-star rating at least. And so uh, I, I'd be pretty happy with this rating, but he could definitely get a little bit stronger. I think he has the frame to put on a little bit more muscle, a couple more pounds here, and so he could afford it. But there you go. That is his, uh, well, those are his lowest grades, honestly. Now, let me talk about everything else that uh, I haven't, I just haven't been able to talk about yet here. So, there are a couple grades where I did give him an 8.7. That is in speed, balance, body control, and vision. So, let me go ahead and talk about that right now. Uh, when it comes to vision, I think he sees into the next level very well. You could tell um, as his moves set up the next uh, opening in those defenses that he does see very well because he had, does have the ability to do that. Does a nice job maneuvering around on inside runs as well. You know, he reads his blocks very well. You know, that's something that I really like about his game. You know, he's a very, very efficient runner. And so that's why I gave him an 8.7 for that. Uh, you know, around a three-star, four-star type of guy. Speed, I think he's probably faster than, you know, than, than uh, any 40 time or uh, one of those metrics would say. You know, now I don't have a current 40 time on hand, but, you know, just watch your special teams plays, right? You can see his top end speed there. I think he's probably a low 4-5 guy, maybe 4-6, you know, but I would say consistently he's a low 4-5 but not quite a 4-4 type of guy. And so for that, he's around an 8.7, 8.8 type of range here. You know, I'm going with an 8.7 right here. Just to be safe, just to be a little tough here. Not going to lie. So there you go. And then balance body control. Like I said, same rating, 8.7. He's tough to bring down. And a lot of that is because he is... Like, when he's low, he is unstoppable. You know, his balance allows him to be in and out of cuts smoothly while also bouncing off some tacklers. Uh, and so, you know, it's just very good. Now, there are times where I feel like he runs a little tall, you know, just a little tall. And so, that's why he's at an 8.7. Um, and this is mostly because of consistency. Because I feel like there are just times where, you know, he, he gets upright a little bit too fast. Where you should be running a little bit lower here. Um, at times. At times. And so, i just like to see a little bit more consistency here. That's why it's not super, super high. And so... There you go. I think that's pretty much it here. That I've talked about all the categories here. And so overall, his overall grade, adding all of these uh, grades up here, is an 84.6. Now, if he played the amount of games that we have required to make our top five senior list, for me, he would have ranked out as about the second uh, best running back in the state. Um, there would have been an argument for him to be, you know, above, uh, Bryce Vaz, but I think Bryce is just a little bit higher than him. He's a little bit faster, but the argument is definitely there. And going into this season, I mean, um, well, last year going into this 2021 season, we really expected Dom to be 
one of the top backs in the state, you know, up there with the Bryce Vazes, Mason Quancha, Sawchucks of the world. You know, we felt like he was that guy because as a receiver, he was easily one of the best, you know, receiving running backs in the entire state. Maybe if maybe the best receiving running back in the entire state, uh, potentially. But you know, because of the lack of games, we couldn't quite put him up there. Just you know, just for the same reason why we couldn't put. Um, Grant Page up there for safeties because he did t tear his ACL and only played a handful of games. And so uh, he would have been one of the top guys in the entire state if he was allowed to play for Vista Ridge. And honestly, I do believe this. If he played for Vista Ridge, they probably would have made it to state, honestly. But sadly, he just had a very short season. You know, just wasn't as much running back for him as I'd like to personally see. And so, he his offers just weren't quite there for a long time. And so, I'm actually really happy that he got offered by Colorado Mesa. And he's committed to play at Colorado Mesa. Because legitimately, they got a D1 guy over there. I think Dom Nichols is easily a D1 guy. You know, he's somebody who could have played, uh, you know, probably some FBS football. For sure, FCS football. He could have been a workhorse for a lot of FCS teams. But, you know, he's at Colorado Mesa. He's going to make the best out of it. And he's going to light it up. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado Mesa makes a run at the national championship. Uh, not only because of Dom, but because of a lot of the players that they're recruiting over there as well. But adding a guy like Dom Nichols, who is not only an excellent running back, but in my opinion, is a very good safety as well. I mean, that's that's a great thing to have. You know, he's going to be a star over there for sure. And so, all the love to Don, man. He's a good dude. You know, love his game. He works really hard. And honestly, he's somebody that we're rooting for here on the podcast, you know, as he is part of PMC Fam. And uh, just would love to see him, you know, succeed for Mason. Go earn himself a ring. Go earn himself more respect. More respect um, that, honestly, he deserved this last year than he got from Chassa, to be honest with you. And Chassa, you know, they're corrupt. They do their thing. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to get all into it. You know, we'll, we'll leave that for the end of the year recap or uh, whatever we do when we do get to talk about Chassa. I'll take my shots at them there. But, you know, they know what they did. And uh, regardless, you know, Dom, he's on to much better things. He's going to be a star over at Mesa. And honestly, super excited to watch him play some college ball. Hoping to make it out to a game here soon. So, so yeah. But let's go ahead and keep this thing going here. And talk about two players from the Classical Academy, TCA, in Colorado Springs. That is my alma mater graduated from there i feel like i have to say that every time i talk about tca and you'll see why but uh let's actually start with the receiver here matthew segovia matt segovia here uh he is committed to play on the next level we'll talk about that later but let me go ahead and talk about his game here i won't talk about his stats or any of that stuff just yet i just want to talk about his game you know, just from what I've seen in person, you know, and what I've seen looking through his film here. Uh, this is a guy whose film breakdown is very, very long overdue. I'm a big fan of his game. I think he's a very fun receiver to watch, honestly. And he is for sure an honorable mention on our top five senior receivers list. I think he would have just finished outside, potentially. Uh, 
but even then, I, he just didn't quite have some of the production here. And so Cody would have been a lot harder on some of these grades here uh, based off of production and stats. But I've se I know what this kid could do because I've seen him play in person. You know, I I'm from TCA, so it's not like I haven't heard of this dude before. I've known about him for at least three or four years here. So let's go ahead and hop into this and talk about his game. Uh, starting with this highest ratings here. And the highest rating I gave him was an 8.9. And that was for his elusiveness and agility. He's quick enough to make multiple people miss. And he's just a pure playmaker with the ball in his hands. You know, with the when the ball is in his hands, he is a yak king. A yards after catch king. Um, he'll get a lot of yards after the catch. You know, he will go to work, make a lot of people miss. He has a nice little bag here. You know, he's just a very, very shifty receiver. And so, um, does a lot with the ball in his hands. You know, absolutely love that. And so, that's why he's getting an 8.9 for elusiveness and agility. Now, his next highest rating is actually his speed. Um, gave him an 8.7. Now, I don't have a 40-yard uh, dash on time. But I think he's probably a 4-5 to 4-6 guy um, type of guy. I feel like I've said that about a lot of these players, you know, when it came to Flores, Dom Nichols, Jay Spella. But I think they're all kind of in the same, like, speed range here. They're for sure above average. Um, they're in the very good range here at 8.7. So that's about a 3-star, high 3-star, 4-star type of guy here. Um, I don't think it's a 4-4 type of guy. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I could definitely see 4-5, 4-6 for sure. Which is pretty good. You know, that's why he's getting an 8.7 for that. And then his third highest rating was actually an 8.6. Which I gave him in field uh, awareness and vision. So, his vision's... I mean, like, it really shows when he gets the ball in his hands on some of these sweeps, as uh, TCA did give him the ball a lot on some jet sweeps here. And it was a pretty good idea, because he made the most out of it, you know. His vision really showed when he just got the ball in his hands, and he was able to maneuver and, you know, use his blocks well and, you know, get downfield. And he just has a very good awareness and vision, and so that's absolutely what I like to see here. Uh, so there you go. Now, actually, before I talk about some areas of improvement slash some of his some of his lower ratings here, I I lied. You know, his highest rating was actually a nine, which I gave him blocking. And so let me talk about this real quick here, because I think for a receiver, he's a really good blocker. You know, he has blocking film on his highlight reels, and I have seen him block in person, and he just does a really good job, very fundamentally sound, you know, gets good leverage, and once he gets those hands uh, on the inside of these DBs, he manhandles them, you know, and there's a reason why Cade Palmer was able to break off a couple of these big plays at running back, and it's because Segovia is out here sealing off DBs, allowing Palmer to go ahead and rip off some of these huge plays here, and so I really like his blocking at receiver. He might have been the best blocking receiver uh, in this class, I would say. Definitely out of this top five receiving class, he would have been one of the best ones because he just did a good job consistently. And so, got to give him a lot of props for that. Now, let's talk about areas of, of uh, improvements slash lower ratings here. So, I did give him a 7.3. That was his lowest rating for separation and release. Now, here's the thing. He gets good separation down the line on a lot of his routes. So, like, as his routes progress, he gets really good separation. But I am giving him a 7.3 just because I didn't really see him get pressed a lot. 
you know, and use a couple of different releases where he did get a, you know, did get pressed and um, just didn't see him utilize releases to get a step on those DBs. You know, now the times I did see him get pressed, he struggled just a little bit here. And so honestly, I'd be really interested to see what releases are in his are in his bag when he gets pressed by a long DB, like a 6-2, you know, 6-3 type of guy. So that's that's a pretty big critique I have. I just didn't see a lot of releases, you know, and so that's a, that's something that I'm kind of going to go ahead and hold against him here. Um, but he does get good separation because of his speed. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty solid, honestly. His next lowest rating was a 7.4, though. And that went to route running. Honestly, I feel like there were times where he was just rounding out a lot of, a lot of his routes. You know, and I know he could run crisper routes, you know, and really sell some of these routes and really throw off these DBs, but it just felt like a lot of the time where he's about to make a big play, you know, he is definitely rounding out some routes and they're not as crisp as, uh, as they could be, you know, and so his athleticism, it allows him to get a lot of separation. Uh, more so than his craftiness as a route runner. I think if he continues to develop his route running, you know, really just get consistent with running crispy routes here, running good routes that, you know, will allow DBs to second-guess themselves, then that could further polish his game here. Uh, so, so there you go here. But there you go. Those were his two lowest ratings. Now, let me talk about some of the things uh, that are kind of in the middle here that I haven't necessarily talked about yet. Uh, and so I gave him a 7.9 when it came to verticality and jump ball. So he could jump, you know, for sure. He could go up and uh, be physical and get the ball like he has the ability. But I just didn't see this on a consistent basis. You know, part of that is because they didn't throw many balls where he had to win a one-on-one -on -one matchup outside of him just winning with his speed. And he already has like 10 yards on a DB. And so there are just a lot of times where, um, you know, he just had those 10 yards on the DB and was wide open. And didn't have to win a contested catch. And so he just really didn't get a lot of those opportunities to showcase this. Uh, this grade could even be a little lower. Honestly, because of those lack of opportunities, but I know he can do it. And so I, I honestly would have liked to see more red zone catching attempts to properly evaluate this, but I'm I'm going to be pretty generous here and give him a 7.9. This is a pretty, pretty generous rating. It probably should be lowered uh, closer to a 6 or so, but I, I know he could do it. You know, and I have seen him in some situations go up and get it, um, but he just wasn't unfortunately taking advantage of in some of those stitches so that's that's just tough you know um his next lows rating gave him an 8.2 when it came to route tree uh i feel like his route tree was a little basic a little limited at times you know they got him the ball a lot on end around sweeps you know that that dominated a lot of his touches when he did get the ball um and then uh, other than that you know he was getting thrown to as a uh, receiver catching a lot of, you know, just short screen type of route. So he's not really running route. He's just kind of standing there or taking a couple steps and then, you know, going. And so between those sweep routes and a lot of those screen routes, you know, he didn't really run a wide variety. You know, those were the two things um, that I, I realized I just said sweep routes. Sweep plays and screen routes, those were the plays they called for him. And so that kind of prevented him from running pretty much everything else. 
Um, I think the next common route was just a straight nine route. So he's just running deep, a vertical route here. And so I would have liked to see him run some sluggle routes or stop and go routes. You know, run the slant more, run outs more curls, you know, post routes, uh, corner post routes. I, I would have liked to see, you know, a wider variety there. But he it felt like he was just very, very limited to screens, slants and and you know just straight goes nine routes and that's tough you know and so i'm gonna be a little generous here and give him an 8.2 for that i think honestly it could be a little bit lower honestly it could definitely be a little bit lower here but it's not like i didn't see him run some of these other routes at all it's just like it was just very rare when he did you know and was passed to so so there you go but 8.2 for route uh, for route tree, I think that's about fair. Just didn't run the widest variety. But, you know, I did see a couple of these routes every now and then. It was just very rare, it felt. Now, I also gave him, gave him an 8.3 when it came to body control. Outside of eluding defenders and getting work, uh, getting in work in space, he just does not have a lot of opportunities to show off his body control as a pass catcher. I mean, you know, showing off his body control when catching the ball. Because like I said, wasn't really put in a lot of situations where, you know, he had to win a one-on-one -on -one matchup or anything like that. Most of the time, he's just completely wide open and he's catching the ball. And so, I I know he does have good body control. And so, that's why he has an 8.3 um, because of his ability to elude defenders and, you know, make a lot happen after the catch. And so that's why it's here. But other than that, you know, I just can't give him a higher rating than this because of just the lack of looks I saw uh, as a pass catcher. And so, you know, there you go. Now, there are times where he does flash good body control, you know, when, you know, the pass is inaccurate and he goes up and gets it. And so he does a good job there, but I just don't see it enough on a consistent basis to really feel comfortable giving it a higher rating than an 8.3, which... You know, is a little generous. I think if Cody was grading Segovia here, he would definitely give him uh, maybe something in the sixes or seven here. All right. Now, the last category I want to talk about is hands ball skills. Gave him an 8.4. Honestly, he has a habit of catching with his body at times. Uh, not, not even really at times. It happens quite a bit. You know, especially when he's running routes and is anticipating getting hit. You know, he uses his body to shield the catch, but it definitely turns into him using his body to catch. And so altogether, I'd just like to see him extend and go get the ball a little bit more here. Um, just use your hands, you know. I just feel like I didn't see enough of that. Like, not to say that he didn't use his hands at all, but the number of times where he used his body to catch the ball, I just did not like and I'm sure college coaches don't like that either because I'm you know if I'm seeing it then they definitely have seen it you know and so his rating is not higher because um, he just uses his body to catch more than I'd like honestly but still pretty good uh, he still has an 8.4 when it comes to hands here uh, but I, I'm curious to see you know if he was thrown in you know, if he was throwing the ball more when he was contested or when somebody was contesting the catch in a 50-50 situation, uh, how well his hands rating would be. Because that kind of affects it as well, you know. So, so there you go. But altogether, his final grade is an 82.7. In my opinion, he was a low three-star talent. 
um, but he just did not get enough opportunities to really showcase his talents. Now, let me talk about let me let me let me go ahead and talk about some of his stats here because an 82.7 is pretty good. It would have probably been enough to actually make our top five senior list here. But honestly, Cody was not high on him at all. Cody was a lot lower on him. And so that's why he wasn't even really in that consideration for top five senior list. If I'm being completely honest with you, and I think of those reasons are valid. Like, I don't disagree with him at all. Because I think, honestly, production was the thing that kept him off our top five list. And is probably what kept a lot of colleges away from recruiting him. Because I do think he's a very talented dude. But on the season, he had 18 rushes. For 248 rushing yards, 4 rushing touchdowns, 4 receiver, that's pretty good, you know. But he only caught 19 receptions for 295 receiving yards and 6 touchdowns. So in total, all season, he had 37 touches. And TCA also played two playoff games. So you got to keep that in mind as well. So in, in a season where you had two playoff games as well, he only had 37 touches. Now here's where reality is going to hit just a little bit hard here. But for somebody who lives in a state like Colorado, who honestly colleges don't really respect. D1 colleges don't respect Colorado talent because of some of the things these coaches do here. I'm just going to be honest with you. But because of that... You know, he's in a state that not a lot of colleges really respect, even though there's talent here. And he goes to a school that is not well known for football outside of its kickers. Shout out to the Carlson brothers. You know, he probably needed at least, and I'm talking minimum, 50 touches as a senior to get more, you know, to get noticed more. 37 touches is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. That is... That is low. When I'm looking at some of the... Like, go ahead and go to um, 24-7. Look at the two-star and three-star guys that are kind of, you know, in his rating. There are not many guys there that got the ball under 50 times. That are two-star and three-stars that are not from a big school. I did see a Bishop Gorman kid who was under 50 touches, but he's from Bishop Gorman. You know, he's going to get he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt because Bishop Gorman is a legit powerhouse. They're like the Cherry Creek of Nevada. Other than that, everyone that's ranked at a three-star had more touches than Segovia here and had more yards as well. He only had 600, about 600 yards. That's playing in two playoff games, you know, keep that in mind. And only 10 total touchdowns. In an ideal world where, you know, people know how to coach, uh, he would have had at least 10 receiving touchdowns and then at least five rushing touchdowns. So he's pretty close. Like four is pretty good, you know, for a receiver here. I'm not gonna even gonna lie. But he should have had at least 10 receiving touchdowns. To only have 19 receptions. And hey, hey, listen to this. On 19 receptions, he had six receiving touchdowns. So that means one out of three times he is scoring. Just one out of three times he is scoring. Think about that for a second. You know, maybe you should get him the ball more if he is scoring one out of three times or made more of an effort to get him the ball more, to be honest with you, because I honestly feel like TCA did not. And so for that, 
you know, he is going to go to Fort Hayes, which is a very good D2, not going to lie. You know, uh, Fort Hayes, they care about their football out there. They have a good fan base, you know, so he's going to be loved on a lot. He's going to be developed, and on that D2 level, you know, or at least I believe it's a D2 level, he's going to be able to ball out quite a bit with that squad, who's going to get an absolute steal in Matthew Segovia here. You know, a guy who I feel like is just like, awesome athlete, you know, and is somebody that could have made our top five senior list, but because of production, you know, it's hard to put him above some of these other guys that we have ahead of him, like a Blake Haggerty, you know, who had more touches than him, but is arguably, in my opinion, is arguably less talented, so uh, th there you go, you know, I... I hate to say it, but, you know, he's... Segovia, well, I don't hate to say it. Segovia, he's a very talented dude, man. If you watched some TCA games, you were entertained. Number one by Cade Palmer, who's a legit D1 back going to play for Air Force. But then you got guys like Segovia here, who are very good number two options. On a lot of teams around the state, he would have been a number one, like, you know, offensive option. On a lot of teams, he would have been a number one offensive option. If he played for Palmer Ridge, he would have been up there. You know, uh, I would say if he played for, you know, Pine Creek, he would have been up there, but they run the ball too much than, than I'd like, you know, so if he played for Vista Ridge, he probably would have been up there, you know, but sadly, you know, he's at a, I mean, he's just a really good receiver who I felt like could have went D1, probably FCS, maybe lower group of five, you know, FBS, I could have seen that for sure here, but you know, I legit felt like he was a D1 talent that will be going D2. Now, nothing against D2. You could still go to the pros on D2. You're still getting, you know, a scholarship and an education going D2. But just keep it in mind, he's a D1 guy, you know, going D2. Um, definitely, at least according to my grades here, probably a low three-star, maybe even two-star guy. If you want to throw in that TCA is not well-known, which when it comes to ranking, sometimes that's what it is. You know, doesn't come from a well-known school. He's probably a two-star guy, you know, and that's just uh, the politics of that. But we won't get too much into, into that on this film breakdown. So there you go. 82.7 for Matt Segovia. Um, I think he's just a great player altogether. Not used a whole lot, so he'll be fresh going into college. You know, he could be used as a running back even um, on the next level. I could see some of that. Maybe, you know, like a change of pace, like receiving type of back. Or he'll be a receiver on the next level. You know, who knows? We'll see. But altogether, for Hayes, they are getting a heck of an athlete in Matt Segovia from TCA. So, yeah. But... Uh, let's go. Let's keep this thing going, and let's go ahead and talk about the last TCA player and the last player on this film. Uh, well, on this uh, film breakdown episode here. All right. So the last player that we're gonna talk about on this uh, episode, on this episode, is Sam Gilles, the quarterback from TCA, uh, six foot one sixty five. Actually, I have him at one seventy about. So I think he's a little bit heavier than that, honestly. But uh, the that's that's not the point here. Let's let's go ahead and get into his film breakdown and talk about some of the things that make him great. Starting with some of his highest ratings here. So the highest rating I gave him was a nine, and that was for arm power. Watching Sam play, and I've I've known this kid for a minute now. Just mind you, I've I've pretty much known him since he was in middle school. 
but just watching him play, watching him develop, I mean, um, especially watching this year as well, you know, he just has a great natural ability to flick his wrist, and the ball kind of just jumps out of his hands. That's how good his arm power is. Now, he does have good mechanics. Generally, you know, he um, uses his body and abs well to, you know, really engage all that and use his body as a whole to propel this ball forward. But just in general, he has very good arm power. I think it is... I mean, he's not, like, struggling to push it downfield at all. And so, that's why he's getting a 9 for arm power. And, and this is pretty rare. I don't give a lot of quarterbacks 9s. I'm usually pretty picky. But, honestly, I just like the way the ball kind of jumps out of his hands here. And it just looks effortless. But, I mean, it gets downfield and it gets there. And he could fit into some pretty tight spots as well. So, there you go. His second highest rating was an 8.8. .8. I gave him an 8.8 .8 in two categories. Um, one of them was pocket awareness. I think he does a very good job sensing pressure and he, he knows what the clock is in his head, you know, what that pass rush clock is and he does what he needs to do to buy himself more time as suited and so really love his awareness that there. He just does a really good job of uh, sensing that and not eating too many sacks to be honest with you. So absolutely love that. Uh, absolutely love his pocket awareness. The other 8.8 .8 I gave him in overall mechanics and fluidity. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This probably could have been a lot higher because I feel like his throwing motion is just very natural. You know, very smooth. You know, but I'm going to be real. There are definitely times where I feel like he is overcompensating or is visibly aiming the ball. You know, and that affects his mechanics like all together and so i think the consistency when it comes to his mechanics could definitely vary at times and get worse as pressure does increase in games this is just something i've noticed you know and so this honestly might be more of a mental thing but honestly i just noticed he's a little bit more jumpy and that just really hurts his mechanics um especially after he's missed a couple throws in a row and so you know when his mechanics are kind of all over the place that affects his accuracy and timing as the game kind of progresses and so that that might like i said that might just be a mental thing but you know his mechanics definitely slip up at times despite despite you know, him having very a very fluid throwing motion and doing a good job engaging, you know, his hips, his abs, all that stuff when throwing the ball and his lower body, you know. And so, a, a little bit of a red flag, but altogether, I mean, you're not going to have to teach this dude how to throw the ball, you know. He could throw it, you know. I think he could definitely throw it. Um, he's a very smooth passer. He doesn't have, like, a broken, like, throwing motion at all. But I think the consistency of his mechanics is why it's at an 8.8 .8 and not higher because it honestly could be a 9.3 9.4 um and so that's a pretty big drop here i'm not gonna lie but it's why it's here at an 8.8 .8. .8. even then it might be a little a little generous to be honest with you so there you go now let me go ahead and talk about some areas of improvements because i i'm just gonna be honest he does have a couple here the lowest rating i gave him was a four uh, and I gave him a 4 for his timing on throws and honestly his timing is the biggest concern in his game in my opinion. He very noticeably struggled with throwing routes that required timing. And I'm talking routes like slant routes, out routes, even on some deep throws where he, it's like he's just throwing a 9 ball. He's just throwing it deep. You know, his timing is just off sometimes. 
Like, he will just straight up overthrow somebody. Or he will straight up underthrow somebody. You know, because his timing is just not there. And, you know, there are just times where he just doesn't even give his receivers a chance to make a play on the ball on some of these deep throws. And so, I'm just, I'm really concerned about it. Timing is a really big part of playing on the next level. If you don't have timing in your throws then, I mean, that's it's hard for a lot of quarterbacks, or sorry, it's hard for a lot of teams to play with a quarterback with bad timing, you know, because it's like they don't have time to go ahead and teach their quarterback timing and whatnot and give them the reps so that they do get good with timing. That's kind of a personal problem when it comes to quarterbacks, honestly. And so I'm. this is a very, very critical grade here at four. I'm usually not this tough on quarterbacks, but I've seen Sam play enough where the timing, honestly, I, I've, given, I've given him a lot of chances, you know, a lot of chances to work on his timing, you know, and, you know, the part of this is also getting opportunities to throw the ball and throw some of these timing routes, and it's just not there, you know, there are times where his timing looks absolutely atrocious, I'm not even gonna lie, and then there are times where his timing looks really good. You know, he'll hit some slate routes in, you know, in stride and do a good job. Hit some deep routes in stride and do a good job. But honestly, consistency is everything with timing. And so that's why it is this low here. So there you go. A four, that's that's the lowest grade he got here. Now the next lowest grade um, actually goes to decision making, which I gave him a 6.5. And look, this is actually not, I wouldn't really actually call this um something that's his fault when it comes to decision making i think this is more of a system thing and here, here's what i mean by that and i don't usually make this excuse saying oh it's a system thing why this player isn't good at something but this is definitely one of those opportunities here where i gotta talk on it you know and so at a 6.5 honestly tca did not really ask him to make complicated or even multiple reads on some of these passing plays most of the time i'm just going to be 100 percent real with you a lot of these throws look like one read throws with the intention of exploiting a mismatch which i get you know you have athletes over there you know segovia he is pretty much a mismatch with everyone on the two-way level here in colorado you know um, even on other levels, he would be a mismatch, to be honest with you. And so, most of the time, it was looking for Segovia. But you you do have that other uh, receiver out there, Johnson, I want to say, who made some really nice plays as well. Who's also a mismatch in his own right. He's a good athlete, too. And so, a lot of the time, it was really just him looking for one of those receivers and then throwing to it. I didn't really see him really, like, read too much of a defense and whatnot, and go from, you know, from look to look here, go from read to read here, and that's concerning, and that's not really his fault, I mean, a lot of the plays are just designed that way, like, like, you have Segovia running his route, and then maybe two other guys, but one of those guys is a check down, and then the other one is really only running his route to space out the field evenly so that Segovia gets open, and that's not good play calling, I'm gonna be honest with you, and because of that, TCA just did not challenge Sam as well as they could have here. I think they leaned back on the running game a little bit too much, so they didn't feel like they needed to challenge Sam here. But that kind of hurt him, because honestly, they just did not give him a lot of complicated throws or route concepts to work with and throw. 
and they knew that they would need to do this, run more complicated route concepts, and get him comfortable with that stuff in order to make another run back just to get back to state and you know honestly you got to be a, even a level above that to even think about winning state they knew they had to do that because you have a team in eden who's gonna win a lot of these mismatches that you think you have honestly but you really don't so <clears throat> because of that i just really feel like tca did not prepare him right there and so i i really can't give him a higher rating just because i didn't see him run complicated plays so for that he gets a 6.5 that's about average pretty generous if you add me it could even be a five or a four honest with you but i mean he only threw like three or four interceptions i want to say so can't really hack at this decision making grade because he didn't make too many turnovers which i'm gonna give him credit for but also they were very simple plays um, that I were watching. Like, I could pretty much diagnose every single play that TCA called out there whenever I went and watched a game. And I watched multiple games. Remember, I'm an alumni, so I... I or I, I guess not alumni, because I'm not multiple people. But I'm an alum, so I've went to a couple of TCA games. You know, and so... There you go. But that's that's over with. I mean, there really wasn't too much he could have done there. If he was in a different system, like if he was with Manitou Springs, I know they do a good job of calling really good plays there, uh, stacking their plays, complicated plays, you know, next level plays. Then I think he would have really maybe succeeded, done a better job, you know, and making actual decisions. But I feel like he was definitely uh, protected more than he should have been here with decision making. So there you go. And then his next lowest grade after that is a 7 here. And that goes to his arm accuracy. I think his arm accuracy is a solid 7. Honestly, if I only looked at the highlights and did not go to any games in person, did not ask any other people how some of these games went, you know, if I only looked at the highlights, I would not know how bad his consistency is with accuracy. Because honestly, it's pretty bad at times, you know. Now, look, I'm going to give him credit because it is at a 7. That's above average. That's pretty solid, you know. There are times where he flashes fantastic pinpoint accuracy, threads the needle, throws a beautiful ball. You know, there, there are times like that, you know. And then there are times like in the seventh game where, you know, routes are open. You know, sevens, you know to give them credit are leaving some of these routes open partially because they don't think he could throw it and partially because they're okay with allowing a short throw and he's just not able to hit it like he's not able to hit a slant route or a swing route or a hitch route you know and so the highs and lows of his game are scary especially when you see in some of these big games you know his accuracy just is not good at all honestly and part of me does think is this uh you know is this a mental thing is he getting into his own head is he letting his mechanics slip because he's just trying to aim the ball you know a lot of things could go into that but you know just his accuracy could be really bad at times or really good you know i it, <laughs> like i said very high highs but very low lows and the reason it's at a seven is because of consistency and i feel like this is kind of a good rating to go at which is kind of in the middle you know it's at a seven you know i think that's a very fair grade here so so there you go now let me talk some about um 
some of the other things that I haven't talked about yet. Some of the other categories I haven't talked about yet. Scramble ability. Gave him a 7.8. He's an athletic quarterback. You know, can definitely make defenders miss and scramble a bit. He's agile enough uh, to make defenders miss. I think that's something that I want to kind of emphasize here. You know, he has very, very good agility, you know, for a quarterback. You know, and so uh, I really like that. And I think on the next level, he could probably be a contributor to the run game. Uh, I would be concerned about how much you do run him, though, because of his frame. And so I probably wouldn't run him too much, plus he's a quarterback. So I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. But he could definitely scramble a bit and be a contributor to the run game. Not only on this level, but for sure on the next level. And so there you go. I gave him a 7.8 for that. Maybe not like, you know, the fastest top end speed guy, but definitely shifty. So, so there you go. Um, speaking of 7.8, also gave him that for his fame and size, six foot 170, not too bad. That's on par with where I'm at with a lot of other quarterbacks. So if you want to check out other quarterback film breakdowns, you could, you could do that for yourself. So there you go there. Uh, gave him a 7.5 for throwing the run ability. Um, he has shown the ability to make some excellent throws on the runs. I'm remembering a specific play here against Harrison where he rolled out right. And I remember because he was on my side of, uh, of the field here. But he rolled out right and he threw an absolute dime to, I, I want to say it was Johnson. I don't think it was Segovia who... I mean, he had a step on his defenders, but he also had the safety closing in. And uh, Sam here, he just threw a perfect ball, a beautiful one, on the run. And so that one is forever imprinted <laughs> in my memory. But the consistency part is the thing that hurts him the most. First off, he doesn't roll out and throw on the run a lot. You know, the times he does, he's hitting checkdowns, and he does a solid job. But consistency-wise, ah... Uh, it, it just needs some work, as do most of his passing things here. Consistency is just a really big deal here. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, did give him an 8, though, for pocket movement. I think this is a very underrated part of his game. Does a nice job, usually climbing the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. I do think there are times, though, his mechanics become a little off when he is climbing the pocket. And he does not get his base right before he delivers a throw. He's still kind of, he's still climbing a little bit, you know. And so the inconsistency with his base at times when he's climbing this a pocket affects how the ball is delivered and how far it goes and how accurate it is. Um, you know, obviously if you turn your body as well, you know, it affects the accuracy of it. And so uh, sometimes he doesn't. And so honestly, there are just times where he is resigned to scrambling more so than keeping his eyes downfield. And sometimes he doesn't realize that until, oh shoot, there's a defender in front of me. Let me try to deliver this throw to somebody who's open real quick. And he's just not in a position to deliver a good throw. And so that that's just being a little nitpicky here. But I think an 8 is a really good, uh, is a really good rating. You know, here for somebody who does kind of struggle with some consistency issues. Because I feel like for the most part, he does do a good job climbing the pocket. Uh, for the most part. Alright, so there you go. That, I believe, is all the categories and all the grades and ratings I gave for each category. Overall, he grades out at a 75.2. Now, here, let me, let me read off my comments real quick that I made here. Because I did make some comments. 
uh, after this. But Sam, honestly, he has a lot of athletic gifts that makes him an ideal quarterback on the next level. A quarterback that you can mold into a couple different systems. You know, you could run an RPO system with him or a triple option system if that's your thing, honestly. Or you can mold him into a spread air raid type of quarterback because he does have the ability to throw, obviously. And he could run it as well, so he could take advantage of some of these uh, looks that a spread offense would give defenses. But, honestly, he does have some mechanical issues, specifically his consistency. He, like, he, sometimes his mechanics are really good, and then other times it is god-awful horrible. I'm just gonna be, like, 100% real with you, you know? And I, I don't know why, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think maybe part of it is, you know, the mental aspect of it, like there's pressure, you know, and whatnot, but... Honestly, he just needs to be consistent, and his timing needs to be improved if he wants to have a college career that lasts more than a year or two here. And honestly, there are a lot of other quarterbacks that are more consistent, that have ran more complicated offenses around the country. And I'm just going to be real, a, a lot of this is not his fault. And that is not something I say uh, pretty much at all, you know, but I know bad coaching when I see it. I'm going to be honest, his coaching at TCA did not make the most out of his potential. Sadly, I'm just going to be real. I feel like he's a lot closer to where he was when he first started as a sophomore than where he should be as a senior. And so because of that, he's going to have to put in a lot of work on his own to continue to get better, to continue to get consistent because just watching his gameplay, I mean, I'm giving an honest evaluation. College coaches listen to this, and so I'm not going to bs them and say something that i don't mean but just giving an honest evaluation he has talent he's athletic he has the ability to be a next level quarterback now how far and how long it takes to tap into that ability and make sure that thing is running consistently i don't know He's going to probably need to be developed over a year or two. And uh, as of right now, he does have an offer from McPherson. Here, let me double check this real quick here. Yeah, from McPherson College. I believe they're a D2. I thought he committed somewhere, but I don't see a commitment anywhere quite just yet. And so we'll see if he takes that offer or if he decides to go Juco. But... Um, Regardless, I think he's somebody that probably needs one or two years just to work on his game, honestly. Um, but once he is polished and he's doing some of these things that I talked about consistently, I mean, he could be a, he could be a D1 starter, honestly. Probably FCS, to be honest with you. But, uh, but he could be a D1, most likely a D2 starter for a lot of programs. I'm just going to be real with you. But he's going to need development. And so, if he goes Juco, he'll have two years there to develop, you know, plus also college is cheaper there. And so, he'll be able to focus on that, get that done, while also having, you know, two more years to work on his game. And then when he gets out of Juco, he'll have three, uh, two or three-ish years, you know, to go from there to, to play. So, two or three years of eligibility. And so... We'll see what happens, but altogether, I think Sam, he's hes a gifted quarterback, you know, but I think his biggest thing is just consistency, and a part of it, like I said, is his coaches at TCA. I don't think they passed enough with him, and I've said that over and over again. He did not attempt, I believe, over 20 passes in any game this season. 
which is wild because they blew out a lot of teams. And so that kind of just shows they relied a lot on Cade. But even then, I mean, I wish they passed him more. I wish they developed an actual passing offense with him more. And, you know, the, the sad part is that we've had... I'm just going to be real. Uh, on the podcast, we've had gotten DMs saying, oh, well, they couldn't pass because of the quarterback. No, and I, I defend Sam, too. Like, no, it's not because of that. They couldn't pass because they don't have a coaching staff that knows how to use a talented quarterback. And I'm going to stand by that a lot. And I'm being real critical here. And honestly, I would say this to these coaches' faces because I don't think they deserve to have the job they have right now, to be honest with you, because TCA has too much talent, like a Sam, like a Segovia, for them to go D2. For these excellent players to go D2. And even going farther than that for this team to not even made it back to state. So, yeah. There you go. <sighs> Let me get back to Sam, though. Like I said, talented quarterback. He's going to need some time to develop. You know, I think uh, he has a lot of the athletic skill here to play on the next level. I don't really doubt that at all. And I'm... I don't think college coaches will doubt that at all if you look at his highlight reel. But if you look at whole games, there's definitely a little bit of a consistency issue. There's probably issues with him getting into rhythm um, as well. I wonder if he was to go to a good coaching staff, you know, on the next level, if they do a better job at getting him into rhythm. Because I think maybe some of these issues are more rhythm-based then like, oh, he just can't, like, you know, throw it on time, or he just can't make this play. I think some of the issues he went through were definitely rhythm-based, and just, you know, some of these coaches at TCA asking him to do some weird things at weird spots and putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on him. So, um, so yeah, but we'll see where he goes. Honestly, wishing him the best of luck. I think he's too talented to not play on the next level, and so I hope this doesn't discourage him because I think he's a talented quarterback. And honestly, to have a 75 rating, um, even when <laughs> I was pretty critical of some spots, shows that he has talent, you know. So, so yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll actually wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to know when next episodes are going to drop, go ahead and follow us on social media. That's at Playmakers Corner um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, go ahead and follow us on TikTok. We'll be um, putting some stuff out there. And then I'm also going to go ahead and plug my own TikTok, um, Coach Villanos. That's Coach, then V-I-L-L-A-N-O-Z. I am posting TikToks of... Kind of just my adventures from around the state, you know, uh, checking out players for PMC and all that stuff. And so um, check out for some bonus content there if you want to see that. And then go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we just hit over 70 uh, subscribers, so I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you so much. And then on Twitch, follow us on Twitch, please. We're at 48. We're really, really close to affiliate. Once, to, once we get to affiliate, we could actually start making a little bit of income on this uh, show, which we don't make any at all, and that's fine, you know, I'm happy to do it, but it would also be nice as uh, as all of us, you know, are, are definitely stretching ourselves out a little bit to make this work, plus work a couple full-time jobs here, so, you know, just keep that in mind, but we'd be really appreciative of it, I'm just gonna be real, we'd really appreciate it, so there you go, um... Yeah, and uh, I mean, these next couple weeks, we'll continue to do film breakdowns on Mondays and Wednesdays. 
Fridays will be reserved for women's flag football. This Friday, we got a banger. We're talking about the Sun Conference Tournament, uh, previewing the national tournament as well. So, uh, So, yeah, but thank you for rocking with us, and we'll catch you later.